We here. It's Don Chen's The Wolf Mentality Podcast. It's pretty damn lit. Uh, long Wolf. Hey yo, what up Wolves? It's your boy Don Chenz, a.k.a. Vin Diesel, a.k.a. Tony Baloney, a.k.a. <laughs> a.k.a. And I'm here with Josh. Dude, I've never seen that character come out before. <laughs> was that a good voice? That, that was good. Was that alright? Yeah. What up Wolves? It's actually Don Chenz and it's Wolf Mentality. Jay Boogie. It is. What up guys? How's it going? It's going good. It's going good. I just... It's going... It is... 7.33 p.m. at time of recording. I just drank a large iced coffee with yeah. a shot of espresso. I did 15 push-ups, mm-hmm. just 15. I did Josh 110. Did, yeah, so Josh did 112 <laughs> or something like that. So Dude, I'm pretty wired right now. I don't know how you drink a coffee like that this late at night. Um, it just doesn't do anything for me. I don't know, man. It does it for like... But it's weird because it does. Like right now, I feel more alert. But I could go to sleep and... Give me a yeah, half an hour. Yeah, so that's the thing. If I did that right now, I wouldn't. I would not sleep tonight. I don't like. Not I'll, at all. I mean, I could go to sleep. I could take as much caffeine as possible. Feel my heart pounding while I'm sleep, laying down, but still fall asleep. Yeah, definitely bad for you. For sure, bad for you. I've yeah. had that happen actually because a lot of times, like alcohol makes me sleepy. Yeah, so it'll, it'll do that. So, but then, <laughs> like when I'm out, I'll drink a lot of Red Bull to keep me awake. Uh, so then, no, you don't. Huh? You drink that shit? Yeah. I dude. drink sugar-free though only. And Who then cares? It's, dude, that's still a chem <laughs> it's just like a drink of chemicals. Yeah, chemicals of caffeine. I need the caffeine <laughs> at the time. What am I gonna do? Ask for a coffee? Dude, you're so, you're healthier than that. No. Nah, you're healthier I'm than not. that. It's all it's all fake. It's all uh, mapped. But so then I'll be laying down and I could feel my heart pounding onto my chest yeah. from the caffeine and, the, and the, all the chemicals on the Red Bull, but I just fall asleep. And I, w- I wake up with my heart pounding and it's like, that's yeah. not good at all. <laughs> <laughs> no. It makes you wonder what type of sleep you're getting. You should get like hook up to a sleep monitor to I, see. I keep saying do you go into one. Do you go into REM sleep? Probably not. Probably, Probably not. not even asleep. Yeah. Yo, so I drank a cup of coffee for the first time in about three years uh two days ago you've been studying and not having caffeine i've yeah i drank um i think i drank coffee like the first week of law school and then i stopped and this was a thing that was happening to me before law school when i was working too and i had to stop drinking coffee because it just fucks up my digestive tract like this is what'll happen i'll drink a coffee in the morning right it gets me buzzed i love it it feels great but then that evening of that day i will get the worst heartburn and indigestion terrible so i just and i i've done experiments like all right when i don't drink coffee let's see if this happens it doesn't happen i know coffee is the cause so i just like fuck i can't drink is it, it coffee or is it caffeine like say it's coffee because i drink like i'll drink green tea which has caffeine in it and it, that doesn't bother me at all so how do you, you just study though and you don't have any caffeine ever? Yeah, man. Dude, I, just, I don't get how people function like that yeah. at all. I don't get that at all. It's, it's doable. I mean, coffee is definitely, it, it helps, but <laughs> it's doable without it. But anyway, I drank the coffee two days ago. Sure enough, I got heartburn and indigestion that night. <laughs> Damn. It sucks. I love it. Maybe you just start doing cocaine to study. That might help you. <laughs> <laughs> 
If you need it. Is that what you maybe can you get uh, in trouble for that? Performance enhancing substances? If I did cocaine. <laughs> yeah. That they if law school found out. Um uh, maybe. <laughs> just, maybe just Adderall. Adderall's not bad. Yeah. The thing is like Adderall, like the come down makes me all anxious and nervous and sad. <laughs> it's just <laughs> sad and yeah. depressed. I'm so I'm so um sensitive to stimulants. Yeah. Yeah. That's a thing though. Like when you get uh if you do a DNA test like twenty three and me and stuff, really? you can do it where they'll there's a gene, I think I think I guess it's a gene in your DNA that tells you how sensitive you are to caffeine. Because what? Have, yeah, you didn't know that? That's crazy. That's a thing. I thought it was just a thing like you no, build like, you build tolerance or you don't or like I probably if I did it my sensitive like I probably could handle a lot more than you know, you or somebody else. True. Like I know people do like, I have one cup of caffeine I'm twe- or one cup of coffee and I'm tweaking. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm bouncing. not like that at all. Bouncing. Like, yeah, I'm not like that. Um, okay. Oh, and everyone who's listening, we love you. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. If you're not subscribed, please subscribe. If you haven't given a five star review, please give a five star review. If you think some, after you listen, think of one person who you think would enjoy it, send it to them directly. <laughs> Tell them mm-hmm. they should give it a listen and let's grow the wolf pack. I'm okay. trying to get like a more consistent thing. Yeah. That's what I went with last uh, on Tuesday. This let's, one that came out. Let's grow out. the wolf pack. So I'm just going to keep doing that. But even like the share with one uh, person. Like yeah, think yeah, of yeah. one person and send it to that one person. That would be huge. I think that's, I think uh, that's that, a good That would start a snowball effect. Imagine if every single wolf did that. We'd have so many wolves. That'd be exponential growth. That'd be insane. Wow. wow. Can you believe it? And you want to be a wolf, you know? So Yeah, just, why would so you just, not want to be so a wolf? Just That'd do be it. silly. Just, just do, do it. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so. In other news, wait, do you have anything else to add? No. Well, I, I was just going to say one more thing that's been going on lately. Okay, go. Uh, so I watched that new Netflix documentary, The Game Changers. And I just said, fuck it. I'll try being plant-based. So I'm like a weekend to being completely plant-based diet. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> Why? What? Fuck it. Why not? Why not experiment? See how you feel. Because it's just not going to go well and you're just going to stop at some Says point. Says who? I feel great. Dude. Also, I'm not someone who needs convincing because I've I've been vegetarian before for like a length of time and I know that I feel better on it. I do. I'm kind of, I don't know if I could have you be the co-host anymore. See? I might have to find a new one. You're exactly the person that the documentary is talking about. What kind of, what kind (laughs) of wolf is plant-based? How anti-wolf is it to be plant-based? You'd be kicked out of the pack. Dude, it's wolf mentality, but I don't have the canines that wolves have. That doesn't matter. No, wolves eat meat. That's a fact. I think that's like the first prerequisite to being in the pack. Yeah, but no, but I'm, I'm are, buying you a steak when we're done recording. I'm not opposed to eating meat. That's a, I'm not like all against it. I'm just I'm simply doing a little personal experiment. I'm doing all right. Thirty days plant based. Let's see how I feel. Why not? Well, I thought our wolf pack is open minded. We are very open. Oh, we're, we're very open minded. Exactly. Very woke. Exactly. Oh yeah, we're all of those things yeah, for sure. We're into you know maximizing our potential. Do you, Total this, body enhancement. do you think this is a good time to be experimenting when you have your test coming up? I, I need I need something outside of the studying to like focus on or else I'm going to okay. go nuts. That's, a, that's true. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't All know. Right. Fuck it. All right. Can't wait to have a steak dinner after this. It's, uh, it's one of those 
very biased documentaries, just like what the health when that was a big thing. Yeah. So yeah, but, a but, lot of people slammed that documentary, yeah, the, one, the one you're referring yeah. to. Yeah, so who knows, man, because everyone always says different shit. But, you know, they have doctors on there and all this shit talking about how it's it's best, and they do these experiments. The, the difference with this one, this documentary is um, it's more promotional for the plant-based diet because they have all athletes who are plant-based. Like, they had a bunch of NFL guys and all sorts of Isn't John other- – I think John Jones is plant-based, I'm pretty sure. It, well, I know – the Diaz's are vegan. Yeah. They, they, that was in the documentary. It was, they showed, uh, it was McGregor and Nate Diaz's first fight. And they showed, um, McGregor like leading up to that fight in his camp. He was eating like two steaks a day. And then they talked about Nate Diaz, who's, uh, vegan. And then they have a clip of Conor McGregor after the fight, after he lost saying, you know, it came down to a game of energy, uh, out there and, and he got the better of it. And then they associated that with the diet. Yeah. That's, that's a jump. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. I don't know. I, I'm not saying I, I fully subscribe to the belief system. I'm simply doing an experiment. All right. I'm just saying I have my eye on you. I'm going to make sure you don't start going crazy vegan on me. No, we're going to have a problem. But, but will, will you at least admit that we eat way too much meat than we need to? Way more meat than we need to. Probably, I would also say it's more of an issue that our meat's just pumped with steroids yeah, and antibiotics, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think that's well, that, why that's, people that's, have autoimmune diseases. Yeah, and all that shit. That's that's the main issue. Yeah, I think it's more. I I think the issue with meat is more that than anything else. Is that yeah, the factory I think farming that's what's shit fucking people up? Like yeah. all these diseases that never existed before. Yeah, I think it's. I think those things stem from all the shit that's in our food uh-huh. and antibiotics. Yeah, I think because antibiotics, well, obviously it's probably, I would assume it's a net benefit. We're all living longer, but I think it fucks up your, the ecosystem in your body and leads to different issues that never existed before. Yeah, they talk about the gut microbiome and everything like that, how it's, you know, better regulates itself on a plant-based diet, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. I feel pretty good. I'm like a weekend. I've been performing really well in jujitsu, so. What I like is that... uh, about you personally with these kinds of things, even though I'm against the vet, going vegetarian, <laughs> I like that you're able to stick to these things. Like some people would say they're going to do it and they're not going to do it. Like when you say you're going to do it for a month, I believe that you do yeah. it for a month. Well, I'm really into experimenting. Like I just, you know, you got to have an open mind and be willing to try something. Why not? If, if enough people are talking about how this thing has benefits, it's like, all right, I want to know. Cause the ultimate quest is to maximize my potential and be you know, the best physically and mentally that I can possibly be. So if, if there's some merit to the fact that a plant-based diet, uh, has health benefits and makes you perform better and all that, like, of course I'll give it a try. People are are also different. So it might work for you, might not work for you, but it might be the opposite for another person. So that's why you don't know until you try. Yeah. Right. I I will eat a steak again in my life. Don't worry. Thank God. (laughs) I want to, I need to see it when it happens. Um, Oh, I had, uh, I was, I had, I had this idea when I was on my way to work this morning that I should just make a new podcast, like a second one. That's literally just what I saw on the subway this week. <laughs> I feel like that'd be interesting. Don't you think? Like you probably, if you actually took a note of like all the weird shit you see on the subway, oh, man, every week. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's a great idea. That subway creatures, Instagram account. Yeah. That's, that, that's, that's true. I mean, 
it's a great idea because you you see some crazy shit. Right. I've, like I feel like you could easily have like a half an hour conversation with all the weird yeah. people you saw in the subway. Between like the the just the plain old freaks that live in New York City and you know, like the homeless people or the mentally deranged people. Dude, the performers. I, so that's what I was gonna yeah. start with. I would say 90% of performers piss me off. <laughs> no performer has ever pissed me off more than this dude this morning. I'm late for work as I am every single day. I'm you get to the seven train. I get downstairs. I'm <clears> waiting <throat> for the train to come. Mm-hmm. Some guy is playing. Guess what instrument? What is the most annoying instrument you think someone could be playing during your morning commute? Is it like a handheld instrument or? Uh, yes. I don't know, like a ukulele or a violin or something. So much more pleasant. (laughs) Yeah. A fucking flute. Bagpipes. Dude (laughs) is playing the bagpipes as fucking loud as you could possibly play the bagpipes. (laughs) Ten feet from my ears. While I'm tired of shit going to work that, at whatever time it was. That, and everyone was looking at this guy like, I'm going to fucking dropkick this Was he in a kilt? I couldn't even. He was around the corner. He was so, like, I couldn't even see him. I could just hear it. And it wasn't even being played well. It was screeching loud. Oh, it was the worst. That, it was the worst. That came nowhere close to crossing my mind when I was Dude, trying to guess. Get, like, who would have who <laughs> thought? Like, because I, I think the reason they do that is to make money. Do you really think someone's going to pay you for fucking ruining their morning? Like the, you know, it's another another guy that pisses me off on the seven train when I leave. So in the Hudson Yard stop, mm-hmm. there's this one, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be fat phobic. This really fat dude yeah. who just fucking sings opera music like as loud as he can. It's like, dude, nobody wants, wants to, to hear. hear opera music. Yeah. Like nobody wants to hear that yeah. guy. Some some guy. There's some guys that play. Like there's one dude who's he has like a makeshift violin thing. Mm-hmm. That guy, I appreciate his music. He's good. Some people do cool dances to music. A lot of times, I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to hear the bagpipes. Nobody wants to hear opera music. Yeah, you're but trying you, to make you money. Can, you can't. You also can't be that guy that like speaks up and says, yo, no one wants to hear this. Cause then you look like such a fucking dick Yeah, and you could like start, but a, everybody's thinking it. You could start a confrontation where, which inevitably someone will catch on video and that shit will go viral. So it's, that's, that's true. Dangerous. That's I saw that, dude, I saw that viral. once there was like, like a young guy who was rapping on the subway or something like that. And this like real cranky old lady, just so fucking miserable started chirping at him. Like, shut up, shut up. <laughs> Like, and I was just, I was just, yeah, I was just watching this. Like, oh my God, this about like this old lady's about to start hitting him with her pocketbook. (laughs) Yeah. That kind of stuff sucks too. When it's a woman, because it's like, you can't like, cause then it's like awkward. Like you can't like do anything back and make it all aggressive. And you're like, I don't know how to play this. frail old lady. Like she seemed a bit senile and she was just like, she just went off on this dude. Like she did not want to hear rap music at all. <laughs> this is like yeah. off topic, but kind of not like off topic, but cause it wasn't in the subway. But one time I was in Trader Joe's just like two years ago, probably, but still mm-hmm. in the city. And I was trying to get a look at, it was very crowded. Trader Joe's always packed. And I was trying to get a good look at the meat section, mm-hmm. the meat. Cause I eat meat. Oh yeah. Oh. yeah. So I was trying to you get mean you like high cholesterol yes. clogging your arteries. Yes. I was trying to eat meat. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I'm trying to get a look at what, but there was there were people in my way, so I'm just trying to get a better look and like look around people. <clears throat> and some older woman thought I was looking at her, and she was talking on the phone, mm-hmm. and she like kind of gives me a look for a second. I kind of noticed her, and I was just like, oh, like I wasn't looking at her anyway, so I just didn't make eye contact with her. And she just takes the phone away, and she goes, "Mind your fucking business! What the fuck are you looking at?" And gets right in my face, and oh my I just God. did not, I just did not know what to do at all. And I was just like, "I'm just trying to buy steak. Like, I'm sorry." People are crazy. What? And she was like mad. She thought she, I was like listening to her conversation. It's like, yo, lady, I don't care what you're talking about on the phone. She sounds paranoid. Yeah, but like, is your conversation that interesting that I'm listening? Yeah. And I don't need to look at you to listen. So, like, what does it matter if I'm looking at your... I don't know. It's just she, weird. She, she secretly wanted you to be... I should have kissed her. Yeah. <laughs> she, that's she, what she wanted. She, wanted, she needed a hug and a kiss. <laughs> Maybe a little tickle. Um, <laughs> oh, you know what else uh, You know what else happened on the subway? So, a lot of things happen on the subway. Second thing that happened on the subway, it happens all the time. Do you ever get those situations? I always stand on the subway because I don't want to touch yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Shit's gross. I always try yeah. to stand in the corner by the door. <laughs> and it was crowded. And some guy gets on... And you ever those situations where you're like facing somebody, yeah, but then you're like two feet away from each other, mm-hmm. dude? I hate when that happens. And the problem that when that happens is it's always someone. Every time someone does that to me, it's somebody that has something weird about them. Yep, which makes me more tempted to stare in their face. And I'm trying so hard not to stare in their face. Like this guy who was doing it to me today, his he had a weird beard. It was oh. like human. It was like head hair on his face. Like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, you know, like, beard hair is, like, thick and, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was, like, long, thin. Stringy. Like, you could comb it. Yeah, it was gross. Ew. And I was trying to look freak. at this guy and he's, like. <laughs> <laughs> what a freak. He was, like, a foot away from my face. I'm, like, don't look at him. Don't look at him. Oh, his beard's yeah, so yeah. gross. And I kept looking. It was the worst. And and you you have too much pride to be the one to look down. So, I was, like, no, I'm going to stand my fucking ground and keep my head up. This motherfucker's going to look down. <laughs> and it's, like, fuck, I don't want to look at this guy either. Is it? No, I, I always just try to pretend I'm looking at my phone. But then out of the corner of my eye, I give him a look. Yeah, it was beard so gross. Ugh. So I hated that. And then the last thing is this girl I am in love with was on the subway. I always see her. You see the same girl on the subway all the time, dude. I have a all right, continue. I just like I love her, and I don't know what to say to her. So I don't know how to approach. How many that, times have you seen her? So many times, more than ten, double. Digits. That's insane on the same subway car. Yeah, because she always because like I always go, Do you get on the same stop. We get on. We both get on a Grand Central and. I strategically get, there's two, I only get on one of two cars, depending on what side I'm on. Yeah, yeah. Because that gets me off at the right staircase yeah, yeah, to get yeah, to where I, I need to be. I so she does the same shit, probably. Okay. So we're always, we're oftentimes in the same car. And I see her all the time. Okay. Super cute. That I makes a little her. more sense than that you would see her. Yeah. And I don't, but I never know. The subway's always quiet in the morning because everyone's miserable. Mm-hmm. And it's crowded. Yeah. And it's not an overly long ride. You have to go up to her. What, how do, what do I say? You, I, Dude, just like, yeah, I don't know. Everything, everything right? I can think of sounds creepy. Yeah. Oh, I've been staring at you. Uh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like from I, across the subway. And then, no, but my biggest thing too is you have the obstacle that no matter what you say to start is going to be creepy and weird. Yeah. But then you also have the obstacle of it's so fucking quiet that everyone's going to hear you hitting on this yeah. girl, which is, makes her feel even weirder because every she knows everyone's listening and watching. I don't know what to do. Get her, just get her. Just slide her a note. I love. Just get her a coffee one morning and just write your number on the cup. What if she doesn't like the coffee I get? Then you're fucked. Fuck. (laughs) That's a lot of pressure to get the right. No, dude. So this happened like one time. I was on the subway. It wasn't like a typical commute or anything. It was like going somewhere random. I don't remember. Not important. I saw the most beautiful girl. 
like at the next uh, standing section where the door was. So like I was at like the front of the car and she was at the middle of the car, right? And I saw her and I was like, fell in love instantly. Like, oh my God, she's so beautiful. But, you know, obviously I didn't say anything, whatever. And then literally month, like three months later, going to a random destination, same exact girl on the same, like we were on the same car again. And I saw her and I was like, that's the fucking girl from like three months ago. Holy shit. Maybe this is a sign. Like maybe I have to go up and say something. So she, this time she was standing across from me and I was like, all right, what do I say? I'm exactly the conversation we were having now. I was having that conversation with myself. All right. Like, what can I say? That's not fucking creepy. I got to figure something out. And you know, I just bitched out and uh, <laughs> did, didn't say anything, but I swore to myself, if I see her a third time, third time's a charm. I just have to say something. I don't care if it's creepy. I, I got to say it. Haven't seen her since. So she's out there somewhere. Waiting it, for you to talk to her. Maybe she's listening. Maybe. Maybe maybe she's a listener. Dude, yeah. It's, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say to a girl, period, ever. <laughs> so in that situation, it just really compounds that problem. Yeah. just You just ask them a lot of questions to show you're interested and hope, hope they don't think you're weird. <laughs> But like, how do you even start the question? I don't know. It's just, it's terrible. I think people mm -hmm. have that problem all the time. Yeah. You know? I'm sure. I think girls should be the ones who have to start saying stuff to guys. I yeah. think we should turn the tables on them and make the girls be the ones who approach guys. I mean, at the rate we're going, I'm sure, I'm sure that's already happening. Because girls, <laughs> girls are more complicated. So it's like, when I approach you, I got to say the right thing and act the right way. And if yeah. you do something wrong, then you're out. But like a girl, she says something to you, you just, guys are just dumb. We're just like, is this girl hot or is not? It, yeah, uh, we're good. And then yeah, that's the you thing, can man. say the dumbest shit ever and I'm in. It doesn't that's matter. That's the thing is because on average, I'm speaking in averages now, girls have more emotional intelligence than guys do. And girls are usually better with words than guys are. So you're you're not likely to impress a girl by by i don't know trying to be all suave and shit having a conversation because they're going to see right through your bullshit you just got to like try and be as charming as you possibly can hit hit them with a nice smile show you're interested that, that that's all i got i don't know <laughs> maybe next time i see her i'm just going to tell her i love her and just like really loud so everyone on the that'll train do turns it. and looks that'll that'll, that'll really get her to like me back yeah yeah for sure I, yo, that's how it was in like the 1400s, like Romeo and Juliet shit. You, you you would just see a girl like, you're the most beautiful girl in the world. I love you. And she would be smitten. Just yeah, like, that shit would work. <laughs> yeah. What the, I, th I think that's what we need. Because that was, that was simple. We knew, guys knew exactly what to say back then. It's just like, you are so beautiful. I love you. And, and you had a wife. That's all you needed to do. Yeah, but it was so sick because you could just pull that line with like every girl you see and every girl probably bought it. Yeah. <laughs> every girl's like, oh, wow, he loves me. And you yeah. know, so it's like 10 <laughs> girls that day. <laughs> Romeo had like five Juliets. <laughs> they just didn't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know. I'll, I'll give everyone an update once I tell this girl I love her and get rejected. Yeah, you got it. Everyone we, on the train. Yeah. Let's, let's, uh, let's invite some um, suggestions. If any listeners have suggestions for how Don Chen's should approach this, we're, we're open to suggestions. <laughs> help me find love. <laughs> oh, and then last thing that happened today, I went to the post office. Fucking hate uh, the post office. Dude. Especially in New York City, it's even worse than yeah, in the it's, suburbs. Yeah, it's so slow. It's like going to the DMV. Yeah. But I had to ship a package and I had to, I took one of their priority mail, the boxes or whatever, mm -hmm. dude, 
I don't know. Either I'm the biggest moron ever, or I need an engineering degree, but I couldn't figure out how to put the box together. We spent 20 minutes trying to put the box together. Had to try a second box because I fucked up the first one. I felt so stupid. Like the dumbest I ever felt in my life was this afternoon trying to ship a package. Well, it, 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 what would make it worse is if there was like a bunch of people watching, like you felt them staring oh, people, at no, you. People were watching. Start no. sweating and shit. There were a couple dudes watching. Dude, whenever you're working. whenever you're like tasked with doing something in public and there's people around and you're struggling, that's just like a bad recipe. You're instantly going to start sweating. Like you feel the gazes staring at you. I was just like, I knew I, I like started to do it. And then I was like, this is so wrong, but I couldn't figure out what I did wrong. Stared at it for 10 minutes and I gave up, <laughs> threw it out, went and got another box and somehow figured it out the second time. But I literally was like, I need an engineering degree for this or I'm the dumbest person in this uh, post office right now. Yeah. So that was- maybe. If see if the girl from the subway was there, that would have been a good icebreaker. Ask her for help. <laughs> hey, help me pull this box. <laughs> really, well, this guy's a keeper. He's so smart. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think that would have helped me. I don't think so at all. Yeah. Uh, what else? Anything else? Not really. I mean, uh, entire building on my street burnt down. That's a couple, no couple days ago. It was fucking insane. So I'm. I'm at school till like pretty late, taking an Uber back to my apartment because I was just tired and didn't feel like walking. And we get maybe like three blocks away or whatever. And I can see off in the distance, just, you know, the, uh, the flickering lights from all the first responders just going off. And there's just the entire, like off in the distance, like three blocks ahead is just covered. There's just a cloud of smoke. And I'm like, what the fuck? And traffic's all blocked off. Like cops have the streets blocked off. The Uber couldn't go anymore. So I had to hop out there, get out of the car. Couldn't breathe. It was like, it, it was killing my lungs because there's so much smoke. I'm like, holy shit, what the fuck's going on? So I walked the three blocks and I look up and I was walking on Canal Street. And my, my apartment is on Mulberry Street right above Canal Street, and the fire was on Mulberry Street right below Canal Street. So it was like, it was about a block away. Um, and there's just like four fire engines, tons of ambulances. And by the time I got there, there were no more flames, but just tons of smoke pouring out of this building. And they have the ladders up with guys on the ladders with the hoses just spraying this thing down. It's a pretty crazy sight to see, but um, I looked like on the news, like when I got into my apartment and I saw they had like video footage of when the fire was going, this, the flames were massive coming out of every single fucking window of this entire, I think it was a residential building. It's just like so crazy. Fire is a crazy they thing. They say what the cause was or not. I don't know. It, I don't think they knew at the time and I, I haven't found out. But the craziest thing is the next morning, so I was at probably like 10 at night. The next morning, uh, I'm leaving my apartment like 9 a.m. or something like that. There's still fire engines in front of the building actively putting the fire out with hoses up on the ladder. That was, that was the next morning. So but that was crazy. Fighting fires in Manhattan is definitely so much harder than anywhere else because you got it's trying to get to the traffic to get there is yeah. probably a pain in the ass. Trying to block off the traffic is a whole nother yeah. logistical hurdle. There's so many more things that could go wrong because there's like more buildings around, more people around. Like mm-hmm. there's definitely so many more like just getting up to the buildings because like, there's big buildings. So if yeah. it's, the higher you are, it could be a problem. Yeah. 
so dangerous. It's a dangerous job. It is a very dangerous job. So shout out to New York City Fire Department. Big shouts first responders. Yeah. That's crazy. There's actually the the house, two houses down from the one I grew up in, uh, burned down fairly recently. Like burned down. It's just, if you look at it, my mom showed me uh, pictures and video of it or whatever. And it's basically just the front of the house, mm-hmm. no roof, no back. Or just like crazy. the whole thing is just gone. It was like yeah. an older woman who lived there yeah. and that's it. I think her son might've lived there like an older yeah. son or something, but just burned the whole down. shit burned to the ground. Like, yeah. Crazy. It's crazy. Like, have, have you ever had a close call in your house growing up where like the stove, like something on the stove, like caught on fire and like you rushed it to the sink and put it out. So I've had a close call like that, but it's crazy to, think like a little accident can spark can catch on something to where the whole building can go up in flames yeah it could be just something like super small because it doesn't seem like a uh an easy thing to do for an entire building to go up in flames and burn down you know what i mean like right like uh, especially on accident like yeah exactly how does this such a big thing happen from such a small accident yeah it's kind of crazy yeah that was pretty wild yeah i've never had a Knock on wood. Never had a fire scare. I've had scares of people breaking in when we thought people were breaking in when I was younger. Really? Yeah, that happened once. That I had, happened once too with me actually. My, my dad gave me like, I forget if he gave me like a golf club or a wooden bat or something. I literally walked down like cocked back You up. walked down? Yeah. With How him. old were you? Early <laughs> mid-teens, I think. Damn. So I was like walking down, like the like house alarm went off, and I don't know what he had. He had something. I had something. I was walking down, like I'm gonna club some yeah. dude breaking into my house. Like, probably would have just not made it out. So yeah, that been crazy. But, but no one broke in. Or nah, it was like it was, a, I don't know what happened, but nobody damn. broke in. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, but no, nah, I've never had a fire thing. But the, but that's scary. Like the one that burnt down close to my parents' house. It's like that's that's so close. Now imagine if you're not in a suburban residential area you're in manhattan and it's happening in the building next to you like that well that's so much closer yeah exactly that's why it's nuts or if like you know you live in an apartment building and like your neighbors on your floor are doing some stupid fucking shit where their apartment catches fire it's like you have no separation if the building goes up your your place is going up too I'd be so fucking pissed if my neighbors were doing some stupid shit and the whole building burned down. Yeah, like if you find out that and re- like what the cause was and it was someone was fucking around, yeah. it wasn't like a because yeah. you're being an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, fires are bad. Moral of the story. That's what lawsuits are for. <laughs> Is that what you think? You just see that and you're like, oh man, that, I got that, a lawsuit. Yep. That's, everything's a lawsuit. Lawyer, every just lawyer brain's always turned Dude, on. That's the thing. They they tell you that right at the very beginning of law school, first week. That because you know everything everything can be a lawsuit. The law touches everything. The law touches everything. So that's why that's you know that's what lawyers tell themselves to make them feel really good. Like oh we're like really no we're so high and mighty because. Speaking of a law shit, actually something I saw earlier today was that we we talked about the Astros cheating thing Mm -hmm. a few times the last few weeks. Apparently, there's now which I should have thought that this would be an obvious result uh reaction from that happening is that now some lawyer in massachusetts is filing a class action lawsuit for people who lost money playing daily fantasy on the red sox and the astros and the games and years that they were cheating wow so now they're gonna 
What an opportunist. And what about, and like gambling too, like I'm sure there's going to be one just for people who bet on the games in general. And they were saying MLB has embraced gambling on the sport too. So it kind of puts really? them and like partnered with, uh, I don't know if they partnered with FanDuel or some shit like that or DraftKings, but so it's, wow. there are people are saying that they might have like a legit problem from that now, people suing them for those reasons. I think that's, that's well, you're the lawyer. You tell me. You think that's like a valid thing to. I, I got to be honest. I have no idea. Like I'm curious what the grounds are for, for the lawsuit. Like some type of fraud or whatever. Like, I mean, like I who who were they suing? Probably MLB because I think also, and I didn't read this, but I'm speculating because I think it was some of these things were known internally before they became public knowledge. Mm-hmm. Like they were investigating it, so it could uh, okay. be a situation where it's like. MLB was aware that there could be something going on. The yeah, public didn't, didn't know. Disclose. The public is making, you know, legal they, wagers. They knew that knowing. people were making bets and they had knowledge that this was going on, but didn't disclose it. Right. Ah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure the lawyers are confident. They're, they're figuring something out. They're getting creative. I also don't get class That's, action lawsuits just because, like, I mean, I get them, but. I feel like the end result, even if those things win, each person gets how much you really get at that point. It gets broken out so much. It's the the real winners are the lawyers, right? I feel like the individuals that are part it's, of it, you're getting a it's that's, change, and that's that's it. the area of law where there's the most opportunity to make money. Is that, it really like the richest lawyers in the world are uh, like plaintiff class action lawyers? Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, because. Anything where there's like massive, massive settlements or or jury verdicts, and that's only the case, like damages need to be enormous for that. So like prescription drug stuff where like, you know, hundreds of thousands of people take a drug and get some sickness and they sue Johnson and Johnson or pharmaceutical company or whatever um, Who for does- a huge settlement, like $300 million settlement. Because no matter that... The lawyer's percentage is around a third, depending on what happens in the case. But on average, it's about 33%. So that's, you know, the the bigger the settlement, the more they're going to get paid. So How does it determine which attorney gets that case? And like, you just, whoever jumps there, at it first. There, there's, um, no, there's, there's a, it, it's very complicated. There are... There are like nationally recognized plaintiffs lawyers that are like top dogs for that stuff. So what will happen is cases like individual cases will arise all over the country in in different places. And and they'll have their, you know, small plaintiffs lawyers taking those cases or whatever. And then if enough cases come out, you know, so some of those cases can be litigated individually. But if enough of them start coming out and they find their representative plaintiff like one of the big guys gets a representative plaintiff and they form a class. They have to, you know, they have to uh, file a motion with the court to get a class certification. The court has to approve it and say, okay, you can certify a class for this lawsuit. Once a class is formed, then all of the plaintiffs around the country can opt into the class or opt out. But if they opt in, then all of those lawyers who originally had those cases just funnel the case to the big guys. And a lot of times, you know, they'll get referral fees and stuff like that. So like they'll still get paid. You know what I mean? That's easy money then. You just yeah. refer it. And- a, a, a guy I'm good friends with in law school, he's way older. He has a real interesting story. 
Yeah, I think he's in his 60s. He's only becoming a lawyer because he has ties with a law firm that's set up in Puerto Rico right now. He's real he's involved with like the plaintiff class action stuff and he's really close with some of the top plaintiff litigators in the country. He has a firm, I think with some family members in Puerto Rico right now, and they're literally just an advertising firm, which means basically they don't handle any cases, they don't litigate any cases. All they do is advertise in to acquire plaintiffs. So they'll say like, all right, uh, the opioid epidemic is like the big one right now. There's going to be this massive class action lawsuit against all the opioid manufacturers, right? They're just setting out advertisements like on social media, different advertising campaigns to acquire plaintiffs. So they're trying to get as many plaintiffs as possible to sign up, right? That firm is then going to funnel all of those plaintiffs to the top dogs who are actually going to litigate the case, right? Because the class, you want the class to be as big as possible. So all his firm does is just advertise to acquire plaintiffs. The thing is, he needs to, he can't uh, have a uh, financial ownership in the firm unless he's a licensed lawyer. So he's going to law school, taking the bar, all f- to just be able to have ownership interest in in that firm. You gotta do what yeah. you gotta do. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's complicated stuff. It's pretty cool. All right. Anyway, sorry to bore you guys with that. <laughs> it's a little tangent. <laughs> yeah. um, what was I going to say? So we avoided the topic uh, because everyone's been talking about it. It's Thursday when this is coming out, so I'm, I assume everyone is going to be. You know, everyone said they said stuff about you know the whole Kobe Bryant situation. Yeah. He unfortunately, passed away on Sunday. Uh, so we decided we wanted to have a normal convo, start a little more upbeat, kind of put it in the middle, and then we'll try to end a little more upbeat so people yeah. aren't starting or ending on a sad note, but figured we have to talk about it somewhat. So yeah, um, I actually found out I was going to see my grandma on Sunday. I was just going to ask you what you were doing when you so said I, that. So I was on the train going to see my grandmother, my uncle. My aunt, uncle, my one younger cousin, uh, and my sister were in the car waiting to pick me up. And my younger cousin, Chrissy, just literally, my, someone opens the back door. My cousin, Chris, leans out. In, he's like middle school age. He like leans out into the thing. He goes, Dude, he goes, did you hear Kobe died? I was like, what the, like, what the yeah, fuck? What man. do you mean? So like that's how I found out was him just like leaning out and telling me that. For I just hadn't checked and it. Ha- it broke like five minutes before I got to their car. Yeah. So then I was like, and then the whole so day, shocking man. Yeah, the it's, whole day I was just reading. I about think it. I think everyone had the same reaction, like because for however long it lasted, TMZ was the only one to report it, and it's like fucking TMZ, man. Like this, there's no way this is true. This can't be true. So that's what happened. I was in the library studying, and my friend, my group my friend sent the TMZ article into the group chat and I just saw the headline. I'm like, no fucking way. And then, you know, sitting there monitoring the internet, waiting for other sources to confirm and all this shit. And then it started coming out and I was just like in a state of shock. Like, I, like there's no fucking way this is real. I can't believe this. And I started like sinking in a little bit or like thinking about it. I did. I cried a little bit. I was like, I cry. I cried a good amount. I like yeah. cry, cry. But I was getting like exit every five seconds with something yeah. sad or reading something or watching someone talk about it. Yeah, nonstop on the internet and stuff. So it was just like 
was like, I couldn't get away. I keep seeing new videos. Like someone keeps posting a new video. Like Jimmy Kimmel did a whole, yeah. he did a thing the other day where he put out all the interviews he's had with Kobe over the years. Yeah. So I just keep seeing new stuff. It's, new so, it's just such a tragic story. I, you know, I was, he was probably my second favorite player behind Allen Iverson growing up. And obviously I love Allen Iverson because I'm from, from the Philly area and he was the Sixers and everything and growing up playing basketball. But when I got into high school and I started um, like really training and like working on basketball, like outside of my team, like I was working with a trainer for a while. That's when I really got into Kobe because my, he would, Kobe was my trainer's favorite player. And I was talking to him and he's like, you know, Kobe has the most attention to detail out of any player. And he told me, he's like, go on YouTube and just watch Kobe Bryant footwork videos uh, and study it. And so that's what I did. And once I started doing that, just watching tons of Kobe videos, I, I fell in love with him. I was like, this guy's amazing. So he was like, a, you know, my favorite player behind Allen Iverson. It was, it was really sad to hear. Really sad. His... You know that that family's probably going through it. They're going through a nightmare right now. Yeah, it's, it's just, terrible. I don't know. Sad. They keep talking about the daughter Gigi, and she was she was nasty too. They would yeah. keep showing videos, of her. and and they she was would be going viral recently. Like I remember, like I would keep seeing videos coming out of because he was coaching her and her team. Mm-hmm. So they would keep you know people thought that was really cool, like how much he cared about his daughters and how invested he yeah. was in basketball and stuff like that. And they would show highlights of her doing turnaround fadeaways yeah. from like the corner if you, that's not a normal move girls yeah. do in basketball if you watch uh, tracy mcgrady's espn interview he talked a lot about that how she looked exactly she looked like a young kobe on the court like she had a turnaround fadeaway jumper at age 13 like no one has that yeah you know people I mean? don't have that in high school <laughs> yeah that's um, crazy yeah such a sad story i keep doing the whole thing too where it's like every i because like it's it's been a few days now, so it's kind of setting in. But still, I'll just be like, "Damn, I can't believe Kobe died." That's like, it's just man. That's that's been my since it happened. I just can't stop doing that. Like, I'll just pause in something I'm doing in the middle of the day, and it'll it'll just hit me. And I'll just be like, "I can't fucking believe Kobe died." Because he just it's, seems like he just seemed invincible almost. Like it's yeah, like a superhero. Yeah, I, I don't know because what his it is. career after basketball was going to be just as big, if not bigger. Than his basketball Everything career. was going he well was, for him. Dude, he was... And the more you learn about him and the more you read up on him and watch videos and his interviews and stuff like that, the more you realize like he was a brilliant guy. Yeah, he, he was, was a very uh, intellectually curious... Uh, that was a lot of things people would say is... Mm-hmm. Like when I was referring to the Jimmy Kimmel thing, Jimmy Kimmel was saying when Kobe hurt his Achilles, he sent him some book and then he was like, Kobe would pretty much harass me about it. Read the whole book in a very short amount of time, called yeah. me, trying to find out more about the book. And Jimmy's like, dude, I came and helped you and got him in touch with the author of the book so he could sit down and speak with him about it. Wow. Like, he was just well, always yeah, trying that's to the learn thing, more that, You know, he opened that like studio and production and publishing yeah, company. Yeah, he won an Oscar. If people haven't watched that. But he was, he was working on books. Like he was writing yeah. children's books. He was writing novels. Yeah. People haven't watched his thing he won an Oscar for. It's called Dear Basketball. It's like yeah. animated. It's like five minutes long. Mm-hmm. It apparently after it won, I think it was two years ago it won. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't available on the internet. People couldn't find it, but they just put it up on the website. It's on the website in Vimeo. It's literally dearbasketball.com. Mm-hmm. And it's right on the homepage people want to watch. I watched it for the first time today. Yeah. Because you can watch it now. It's like it was good, but yeah. it's 
sad, obviously, watching it yeah. now. Yeah, man. I don't know. It's, it's hard to derive meaning out of like tragic stories like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, it just, I don't know. I always think the thing he's going to, I think the thing he did that had the most impact is just his like intensity and passion, his work ethic. Right. There was a story, Jay Williams, and I'd heard it before, but he was talking, either the clip was reposted or something. We was talking about how he was, he was like, I want to get to the gym early before some game and get some shots up. I want to make 400 shots before the game. So he got there pretty early. Kobe was already there. He does his shots. <laughs> Kobe's still working. And then he's like, all right, I'm going to sit down and see how long Kobe keeps working out for. And Kobe just kept going. And yeah. kept, he's like, dude, why is he working out for so long? It's like over. It's like overkill. Yeah. And then after the game, he went up to Kobe. He goes, yo, man, I have to ask her, why were you working so hard? He's like, because I saw you in the gym and I couldn't let you think you were working harder than me so he literally just <laughs> stayed in the gym longer just to make it a point to an opposing player like you're yeah. not gonna outwork me like that, which is dude, that's and yeah. he coined the mamba mentality man that's such a cool thing to coin <laughs> yeah but that's it yeah he's he was not gonna be outworked that's for sure yeah not gonna be outworked and just had and just when he played he always had a killer instinct like that's what like some guys get you know they kind of and the NBA, I guess they kind of will get scrutinized sometimes that, you know, they passed up a shot or, yeah. you know, when it gets late, they crumble. Like nobody ever once, like everyone knew like Kobe wanted it. Mm-hmm. Kobe is going to take that shot. He never had any hesitation when he played. Like and, he's and had no, that killer instinct. And no shame if he misses. That was the interesting thing about him is like he, he was able to completely give up. Like it, it sounds, uh, like it doesn't make sense, but he he was able to give up his ego on the court in the literal sense because your ego is what prevents you from your your ego is what makes you embarrassed, right? Your ego is what makes you care about what other people think. So when you're able to drop your ego, that means like, all right, I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna act, and I don't give a fuck. So I heard him in an interview talking about this. He's like, yeah, I step out on the court, and like he talked a lot about like overcoming fears. And it's like, all right. What, what, what exactly am I afraid of? And you're on the court and you're on the foul line or whatever, or you pull up for a shot and you airball in front of 20,000 people. What am I afraid of? I'm afraid of them seeing that I airballed. It's like, that's the worst of it. Okay. All right. I don't care about that. And you just like develop this mindset where he's able to overcome fears and just like, you know, he, he's taking the last shot. He doesn't give a fuck what people think about him. You know yeah. I, mean? I think it was just his, his desire to be great trumped everything else. So it just yeah. kind of like didn't matter. He's like, it doesn't matter if people judge me or, you know, how hard I have to work, mm-hmm. even if I don't want to, because at the end of the day, being great is at this thing I love is what I want more than anything. So yeah. whatever that entails, that's what I'm going to do because that's what I want. Yeah. So. Yeah. He was, um, he, he just had an incredible attention to detail and was just obsessive about getting better every single day and maximizing his potential, um, you know, pushing himself to see how hard he can go. I think that's like I when when you hear stories like this that are super tragic and you wonder, like, why does stuff like this happen like in life? Why does why do things have to be this tragic? And you try and find meaning out of it. I've. F- what I've concluded is that he, he served a greater purpose 
And that was to, you know, he had a message to give to the world. And I think if you're going to derive meaning out of this, this accident and his death, it's, it was the purpose of it was to draw the world's attention on what he represented. You know what I mean? So, you know, and what did he represent was setting good habits, trying to get better every day, you know, doing the right thing, being disciplined, all those things, striving for greatness. That's what he represented. And and the only thing that the only purpose that I can think of is this happened to draw the world's attention to that, to maybe inspire people. So that's what it is. And it's, it's such a sad story. Yeah. I was like reading through, I was looking at like his, at people's favorite quotes of him mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So I'm trying to find like a, a good one, but this is one I like. It's like on making, this is from business insider. They just Mm -hmm. did like a summary of his motivational quotes. It's like on making sacrifices. He says, there's a choice that we have to make as people, as individuals. If you want to be great at something, there's a choice you have to make. We can all be masters at our craft, but you have to make a choice. What I mean by that is there are inherent sacrifices that come along with that. Family time, hanging out with your friends, being a great friend, being a great son, nephew, whatever the case may be. There are sacrifices that come along with all of that. Mm -hmm. but he just, you know, he, I don't know. He just like sacrifice, like, like the story I was just saying, how hard he was working and at the gym, people, he would be the first one there, first one now. Like I remember them talking about how he would get mad at his teammates, all those stories about him getting on people at practice. Cause he's yeah. like, I'm the best one. Like he's, he needed the least amount of work and practice, but mm -hmm. he would work the hardest compared to everybody. And it would yeah. piss him off. Like why other people don't hold themselves to that same standard. Like, why aren't you making the sacrifices yeah. I am? Like you, like, you know, yeah, I don't know. But it's crazy. Someone on a team has to be that person. You know what I mean? Right. Someone has to take like, that role. You, yeah. It could be annoying. You could find it annoying in the moment. Cannot like the person, but like you're forced to respect him. You know what I mean? Here's another one that's related to that. On what it takes to lead. <clears throat> Leadership is lonely. I'm not going to be afraid of confrontation to get us where we need to go. There's a big misconception where people think winning or success comes from everybody putting their arms around each other and singing Kumbaya <laughs> and patting them on the back when they mess up. And that's just not reality. If you are going to be a leader, you are not going to please everybody. You have to hold people accountable, even if you have yeah. that moment of being uncomfortable. Absolutely right. You're right. Yeah. yeah, I like that quote a lot. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I also like, I remember, it's hard to think back too far, like early in his career, just because we were a little younger then. It's like, you always have recency bias. Like you just remember like the more recent stuff. Mm -hmm. But I, I always remember the, like his last game. Cause I remember getting home. Yeah. I was in, we were in college. I forget what year it was. I was in college, but got so 2017 or 16, I 16. Think. I got back and he, um, he was like going off and it was just like, it was just crazy to see like he was just hit. I mean, he took like a, an egregious amount of shots. I yeah. was like kind of ragging on him for that, but it was his last game. He's going to take every shot you can fucking take. Yeah. And he was just, there was like a stretch where he was just hitting every shot he took like in a row. Yep. And like everyone was like, I can't fucking believe it. There was all these celebrities at the game. Yeah. It was like, that was just like a moment. Like I just remember yeah, that was like, yeah. I felt I like you were watching something important. Yeah. Being in that arena was probably really cool probably too. Awesome. I never got to see him. Did you ever get to see him play like in person? Uh, I never did. Yeah, but I don't really remember. I was really young. But uh, I went to two NBA All-Star weekends in a row. Uh, I think it was like in 2000 and 2001. 
so he was there for them. So I've, I've definitely seen him, but I, I, I don't have vivid memories of the experience, unfortunately. Yeah, it's crazy because it's like, <clears throat> he's a celebrity. You don't know him personally. I Like I'm saying, I most people probably didn't even see him in play in person. You're only watching him on TV. Yeah. And then it's crazy how he passes away and people are like, like it affects you emotionally in some way. Like yeah. it's crazy. You feel like you know that person. You feel a connection to his spirit. You know what I mean? Because it was a contagious spirit for sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess, but, yeah, go ahead. Moral of the story. Re- yeah. Uh, I was going to say just rest in peace to Kobe, Gigi, everyone else. Yeah. I don't remember. And prayers to names. prayers to his family yeah. and going through their healing process. I can't imagine it's, you know, yeah, and the whole reason of him taking the helicopters in the first place was because it allowed him to avoid the traffic and have more time to see his family. That was like yeah. how it originally he started. Yeah, well, he's using been that doing that since he was playing. Yeah, he started right? doing it like years ago. So it's yeah, a, so it was a pretty regular. It wasn't like an abnormal thing for him to be in a helicopter. It's like a regular occurrence. Yeah, but man, helicopter that helicopter crashes are very common. You hear about them all the time. They're dangerous vehicles, man. I I don't. Fuck helicopters. I don't ever want to ride in one. Yeah. Well, I feel like a helicopter, the problem is kind of that, like a plane, if it's going down, there's still some way the pilot can try and adjust yeah, and make the, some kind of landing. You can, you can glide down in a plane and you can continue to steer. And at, you know, at the last second, you can nose up. Yeah. Like you can't really do, I feel like a helicopter, if it's sputtering out, it's like, it's just sputtering out. It's just out. dropping there's, like a rock. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the difference. Yeah. We done being sad. Yeah, dumb being sad. But I, I think the moral of the story is, as tragic as it is, the purpose is to learn something from Kobe Bryant and what he represented and take that with with you moving forward. That's it. That's yeah, it. I, re- I, I always think that, though. Like, I wish... Like, I'm trying... Like, I'm trying to do things to better myself and go after whatever goals I have, but I always... Even bef- like before this happened, like I like this wasn't the realization, but I always have this like thought in the back of my head, like I'm really not working hard enough. Yeah, like, as hard as I think I'm Same. working, I know I'm I could be working a lot harder. Yeah, and I'm really and if I really want to achieve whatever it is that I want, I know that it requires more for me. And mm-hmm. then you see, like now all the stuff about Kobe's coming out, all these stories and mm-hmm. how hard he worked, and you're like, damn, like that's what it takes. So yeah. it's kind of like gain inspiration from it, right? Yeah, that's what you got to do. Um, All right, let's do uh, one or two other things just to not, because again, I don't want to end up, start or end on a sad note. Yeah. So the Grammys. The Grammys. That was all awkward. I was saying, yeah. I, I thought they could, there was a possibility of them canceling it because they were yeah. saying people were, they do it in the Staples Center. Crazy. So, and yeah. there were people just gathering outside. I thought there would be a, possibility of a riot because i was i was trying to envision like really imagine well because like imagine people are trying to because they were saying they were trying to get people to get away from staples center and i was like imagine you seeing these celebrities they're kind of dressed like assholes almost on Uh, the red carpet trying to walk into the stadium and everyone's like fuck you kobe you know like and people getting pissed about it so i was like i could see a situation where the crowd gets huge and they have they have like a real problem but apparently it was fine. They did the thing. It was a little awkward. Yeah. They honored Kobe, Alicia Keys, and Boyz II yeah. Men sang. And, yeah. But it was... Uh, Probably a great... So I didn't actually watch it, did you? 
I did because my hero, Tyler, the creator, was up for an award and he was performing, so I had to watch. But I'm um, pretty anti-Grammys unless he's in it, so he was in it, so okay. I had to watch it. Um, um, well, anyway, so he won. He did win. So how would you feel about it? Uh, it was mixed because, well, he performed first. Mm-hmm. So he performed two songs first, and... What it comes down to, the problem is, and I'm just realizing it more. He's just weird. I know he's weird. Yeah, he's weird. It's you. You almost wonder, like, is is he just trying to be? Is he is he just trying to be as weird as possible to make like a statement to the public, like stop being like, don't take things so seriously. No, I don't or, think or so. Really I think just, he used to when early in his career, he would kind of be a troll for that reason. Like, yeah. but I think. I don't think he does that. I just think he is because, like, I what. What I think he would could do is like he could be like, oh, I'm going to get I just think people are dumb, not like say that even insulting. I'm including myself in that. I just feel like an aggregate like people are very simple mm-hmm. and we want to see things at face value. So like I am very invested in him. So like he puts out an album and I like fucking study it. Like I'm like trying to interpret everything and there's yeah. a lot of meaning to everything he puts out. So it's like his uh, albums always follow a story. There's some like underlying story, like it's chronological and yeah. like he has a character. So like he wears like the blonde wig and shit. It's a character that plays into the movie. Is that what he did in the performance? Yeah, that's what he always does. Like a long hair, like a girl wig. It's like a bob. It's like a blonde uh, bob cut, uh-huh. and he has like a weird suit that he always wears. So, like that's okay. what he does. But people don't get it. So it's like, and I'm not surprised. I'm blaming people, but it's like you're watching it without the context. So he's dressed kind of weird well, he's doing weird shit there's so like there were buildings on fire he pretended to kill himself at the end so people were on like this is stupid this performance what? sucks it's like it doesn't suck you just don't get it so you're saying it sucks like not getting it and it not being good do you get different. it i get it what's so, like, so so enlighten me because i'm one of the people that doesn't get it did you watch it no. like his performance no you want just the performance, like the whole, like I mean, yeah, yeah. So what's so like the, the, what's like the deal the, behind the blonde wig and whatever? It's just so the it's the characters like Igor, and it's like it's a po- the whole story of the album is, in short, he has a crush on another man. That guy has like a relationship with a woman, so he's kind of in this love triangle, and the guy like kind of likes the woman hasn't like fully accepted that he has feelings for Tyler. And it's like a thing like trying to, so he's like, it's hard to explain. He's just trying to, he's trying to, he's trying to convince the guy to be with him. And then the guy starts moving to the girl. He gets pissed. Then eventually he accepts it. And then he kind of gets his like swagger back. It was like affecting him negatively. And he was like, he has a song called puppet. So he's like, I'm a puppet. You control me. Like, you know, this person okay. I'm in love with is controlling me. Then he breaks out of it and he's like, he uses Igor as like a metaphor for being like, I got my swagger back. Like, you know, like I'm the man. And then he's like, okay, I'm over you, but can we still be friends? And there's like way more to it than that. But that's like the whole story. So then the song he did is called New Magic Wand. And it's supposed to be like the magic wand in Photoshop is um, like, that's what you used to erase shit. Mm-hmm. In Photoshop, so he was using that as a metaphor saying, like, I want to use the magic wand to erase the girl. He's like, says something about, like, I don't want the 60-40 isn't working on 100 of your time. Like, I'm sick of sharing you with this other girl. I'm going to use my magic wand to erase her out of the picture. So uh-huh. it's just you and me. And then he eventually gets mad. And then it, 
the metaphor changes from the magic wand of Photoshop to a gun. And he says he's going to kill both of them if he doesn't pick him. So then in like this performance, there's like buildings on fire and it's crazy. And then he pretends to kill himself. So it's supposed to be like representative of him getting pissed at the guy. But like nobody's going to fucking understand that. So it's you're watching yeah. that. You're like, what the fuck am I watching? It's this guy screaming in a blonde <laughs> wig, jumping around, shits on fire because he kill himself at the end. Is like, this is this what, what happened in his real life? I think it's loosely based on that. I think it's loosely based on this movie, Call Me By Your Name, with uh, Timothy Chalamet uh, or yeah, something yeah. like that. I never saw that. So I haven't seen it either. But anyway, going back to the, the original question of how did I feel? I I thought it was sick, obviously. I'm biased. I was excited. But then I'm seeing people on Twitter being like, this fucking sucks. And then people are like texting me like, this shit is terrible. And then yeah. when he won the award, like I, my like sister took a video of me going nuts. <laughs> and I posted it and then people were like texting me and messaging me, like making fun of me or saying he sucks. So like, I kind of got yeah. bummed, like, cause I'm getting too triggered like that. If there's like a couple <laughs> things that get under my skin and like talking shit about him gets under my skin. So kind of, yeah, me a dude, little bit. Well, I, cause I was going to say, you're not going to like what I have to say. <laughs> right. Go ahead. <laughs> well, no. No, nothing against him or his album. I listened to it on the way here, actually, because I hadn't really? heard it before. Because it won number uh, best rap album, right? Yep. So the thing that I just wanted to say the most is it's not rap. Right. So he says that, though. So it's, it's not, not. It's not rap. So it's not. Why did it win best rap album? Pretty there much were very happened, good rap albums. Pretty much what happened is he got snubbed from, like, the consensus going into the announcement of the nominations, he should have been in, like, the regular album of the year category. And then they didn't put him in that. And the mm. problem is like, and people have been saying that because the Grammys came out with like the CEO stepped down and then she was saying like the voting process is rigged and shit. Mm -hmm. And well, that, that's another thing I wanted to talk about is what are they, uh, what is the criteria for when, like, what are they basing their judging on? Well, there's, there's, is it like number of downloads nah, listens or listens or I don't really know what the rules are. They have some kind of guidelines, but a lot of it comes down to politics and like who that artist is signed to. Yeah, if, because if they have relationships with executives. So it's like, Oh, that's is, your artist. Like all, and then they really? throw each other bones. And because shit. it's the, it's, it, it comes down to like a popularity contest, right? Cause, cause it's, it's, oh, par dude, it's partially, it's that. not quality. It's, it's, it's not based on quality. I mean, maybe a little some bit, are, but some aren't like, dude, like uh, I listen to a lot of these like songs that one just is like, they're, it's not good music. Uh, I do, some of them are. Like Lil Nas no, X got nominated for album of the year and like that album isn't good. It's just, he had the old did, town road. Do people really like Billie Eilish? Billie Eilish is, I actually like Billie Eilish. Yeah. I'd like, do, do you like her, like her persona Both. or do you like her music? Both. I just listened to that one song that one, uh, Bad guy. Bad guy. I think it's a good song. I like that song a lot. Really? Yeah, I think it's good. What do you like about it? I think it's good. I don't know. I like it. Maybe, maybe it's just like maybe I'm just too in my own world. Like, oh, I don't like this music, so it sucks. But this is like what people like nowadays. <laughs> I like. It. I don't know. I like it. But I think. Um, what were you saying? Yeah, but the rap album thing. So then the problem is he got snubbed. But it's like if they didn't nominate him for something people would have like lost their shit. So they just put him in the rap category because he came up as like a rapper. Yeah. So after he won, actually, it became a thing because they do like the thing with the media, they'll get interviewed. And he pretty much said like, he was like, it's sad that people do, when black artists do something genre bending, 
they always try to box it into rap or urban. And he was like, I don't like urban. He's like, it's a politically correct way to say the N word. Like, why can't it just be pop? I agree. I agree with with all that. Yeah. He was pretty much saying like, it should have been like, it shouldn't have been in the rap category. You just put me there. Like, just because like, that's what you want to box me into. Yeah. And he used the metaphor of, he's like, he's like, he was like, I was thankful for my art to be recognized on this platform. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's the equivalent of giving like your little cousins annoying you to play the video games. So you give them an unplugged controller just to make them happy and shut up. <laughs> he's like, that's what it kind of felt like to him in a way. Okay. So that was like going viral and people were talking about that. And yeah. In agreement. But like people are pissed. Like Diddy had a speech before the Grammys saying like they better fix the voting and yeah. like they're not respecting Well, it's going to start losing credibility. And so it, it has no credibility. Yeah, exactly. Know? If people are starting to get fed up with the shit, it's like it, it's not a big deal. Once you lose credibility, it's like no one fucking cares. No one's going to tune in. Even when the artists don't even like it, like people are just going to be like, no, nah, fuck just the Grammys. It's just a part of our culture. Go- I think it's just like ingrained in people's minds that it, it means yeah. something. So no matter how much we think it's bullshit, like- but- they need to figure out a way I, like, to clean up, like, to, uh, I don't know, what's, what's the word? Make, make it legitimate. Like, make the judging legitimate. Well, because they don't have people really involved in music. They have, like, these executives, executives that are really out of touch and don't really, like, it, and they're just playing some kind of They're, like, business bullshit. decisions. They're not art decisions. Right, but I feel like it's kind of hard because music is very subjective, so it's going to always come so they they should get, they should have, like, a like a board of judges and it should be active musicians on the board of all different genres. I think some people say that's a, that's what they want. Yeah. That's what it should be. Yeah. Some people want that. Yeah. Even like some of the performances they pick are dumb. Like they had Aerosmith and Run DMC performing. Like who, like is anybody, is that relevant to yeah. anything? Nobody needs to see that. I don't know. I, so. I, I don't need to tune into any of that. Anyway, dude. So back to Tyler, the creator, like, do you ever envision a day where you're not a Tyler the Creator fan? No. So never. Why? Like what what is why why are you so such a big fan? Dude, how so, how did this happen? It's so hard to explain. There's so much like there's like honestly, there it sounds corny. There's too much depth to it that like one nobody <laughs> nobody gives enough of a fuck to even hear me go on about it. And two it's just like it's it's just a lot. It, he I would actually say though that if I never became a big, such a big fan of his that I wouldn't be doing this shit. Really? I would, I would actually go as far as to say that because he very much preaches both in his music and just when he speaks, like believing in yourself, like fuck everybody and like fuck what you people think you're supposed to do or mm. doing shit just because you feel like your parents want you to or that's what you know it's like just do whatever you want to do and like yeah kind of like preaching. any like any artist would right preach. like preaching <laughs> self-confidence and yeah. shit but like nah but i don't know it's hard to explain but like i don't think i, I don't think i would have had the confidence to try something myself in a way, if I didn't have that message almost beat into me from being like so obsessed with him. And then also like him winning, like he was posting old tweets from like 2010 being like, I'm going to win a Grammy. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like- Was this his first Grammy? He got nominated a couple other times, but this is the first one first, he won. Wow. But to me, it was kind of like, I was so, I've been so bought into him and like what he says that him winning is almost like- like me believing in the things he said was like right 
You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like his, validating your belief valid, in him. Like it validated the things he said almost in a way. Like he's been saying for a decade that I'm going to win a Grammy like that. He like was very vocal about that's what, what he always wanted. Mm-hmm. And he did it without trying to bend or conform. Like everyone thinks he's fucking weird and like he doesn't do anything people would consider. Well, he is mainstream. fucking weird. Right. And he <laughs> was able to get there, like staying true to himself, I guess. So it's kind of like validated the things he's been saying for 10 years. That's kind of how I look at it. But yeah, okay. nobody gives a shit. Everyone just thinks he's weird. And I've just finally accepted that. Nobody gives a shit. Dude, you got to find like, like a Tyler, the creator fan club community or something. Uh, you know, well, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm in, I'm in all of those. Like, I have like the Reddit page, the Instagram fan pages, the Twitter pages. I have his alerts on, so when he tweets, I get a notification right away. No, I'm in on all that for sure. Yeah, damn. But there's not there's not many people in my immediate circle that love him as much as I do. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. sad. I don't think I've been that big of a fan of anything in my life. <laughs> I don't think it's that weird though. People think it's weird, but I think it's just like a. Uh, it's like the equivalent of if you're a big fan of a sports team. Like some people are huge fans of like the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's like I just it's a person for me instead of it being a team. That's just yeah. kind of how I look at it. Yeah, or I mean, dude, like I idolized Allen Iverson and Kobe Bryant when I grew up. Allen Iverson had 500k of jewelry stolen. We could have talked about Recently? that. Recently, like the other day, and the guy turned himself in. Really? Yeah. People were thinking it was an inside job though because he was at a hotel in Philly in Center City. And apparently some dude just strolled in, walked in, took 500K of jewelry out of his backpack and walked out. Like not like just easiest thing in the world. What what would be the point of having that be an inside job? Like the hotel was like, oh, Alan Iverson's in this room and the guy was able to get into the door. Oh, oh, I thought, I thought I, I misinterpreted that. I thought you meant like one of Alan Iverson's boys. Like well, some, people were saying that, a- some people were saying that too. I saw rumors that people were thinking that, but I don't think it was. But, that's crazy. But yeah, he just had a lot of jewelry stolen, but I think he just got it back right before we started recording. So that's Damn. good. Good for him. But yeah. Damn. I don't know why you need that much jewelry. Yeah, well. Just balling like that. He stood dude, he was like, I don't know how true all those was stories. Was he like were, broke at one point? Is that what you're gonna say? Yeah, like he he was reckless with his spending when he was uh you know, in his prime in the league. Like he would apparently he would not uh pack any luggage for away games. He would just show up to a new city. Immediately go on a shopping spree, buy all new clothes. It's like Floyd Mayweather does that shit. Be, too. be there for a couple of days and then leave all the shit there when he went back home. Yeah, <laughs> shit like that. I don't know how true that is, but That's big who cares, money. dude? He can do whatever he wants. That's anyway, so Grammys overall. So Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish won, like, swept. She was the youngest youngest person to how ever old is she? win. She's eighteen. Eighteen. She, she won. She's bringing like goth back. Yeah, that's what she, she looks she got like. Got the goth emo. I don't know. The Big baggy black clothes. With she only like, wears baggy clothes. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. What's her deal? I don't know. What, what's like? What, I don't know. What's she, she about? I don't know. I dude, I've only I don't know any of her mu- music. I just listened to that one song, "Bad Guy." I actually like that album. Like genuinely, bef- before the Grammys at all, I, I would have told you that was one of my favorite albums last really? year. Yeah, it was good. I liked it. So maybe you should give it another listen. All right, I'll I'll give it a try. I'm open-minded. I'm a bad guy. That's it? And she goes, nah. What's so good about that? It's good. Is it? Did you hear the doo-doo part? Does she, does she have a good voice? Yeah, I like, think so. Can she, can she actually sing or is she like... Yeah, she sang at the, Gra- she sang at the Grammys and did a good job. But yeah. like, is her singing 
like real singing or is it that like no. pop singing where you can get away with not being that no, talented? No, I, I think she could really sing. All right. I think so. I'll take your word for it. I'll, I'll check you don't her have out. To. I'll check her out. All right. Check her out. Her name's Billy. Billy. <laughs> Billy. Billy, 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 Billy. Where is she from? I don't know, actually. She seems like a Midwestern girl. That's a vibe I get. Yeah, I can see that. I, I could be way off, but... We're just making shit up. I uh, yeah, I'm making it. I'm completely yeah. making that up. All right, let's do this last story and wrap it up. All let's right. do this. I just this is funny. People just need to know about it. Well, which last story are you talking the about? The funny one. The, uh, the TikTok. Oh uh, yeah. So, fucking people are the cereal challenge. People are eating cereal out of their friends' mouths. <laughs> it's like, dude. So I I obviously had no idea about this and and. This has been going on. So you What's just, it called? It's something the, challenge. The, the uh, cereal challenge. Or I got something. it. Give me a second. There's some fucking name. But whatever it is, it's like it's like a person lays back and keeps their mouth open. And someone pours cereal in it, pours milk in their mouth, and the person like spoons the cereal back out of their mouth and eats it. So they just use the person's mouth as a bowl to eat their cereal. It's fucking ridiculous. Whatever it is, it's something challenge. And my only takeaway is I never understand why these things are called challenges. A challenge is like a competition. The cereal mouth bowl challenge. It's a stupid ass name, first of all. And why? But like, it's not a challenge. You're just doing it. Like, there's no competition. Well, that's what they coin any like anything any trend is that just goes like viral on Instagram where like you do something like some type yeah, of fucking you just do dance something, or something it's a challenge. and everyone challenge. does it. Anybody could do it. Dude. This is in the same category as the Tide Pod shit. Like when people are eating Tide Pods, in my opinion. It's just uh, like, I would say the Tide Pod is worse. Well, yeah, it's worse. <laughs> it's worse, but I'm saying same category of. of yeah, just people stupid. doing dumb shit, just trying to go viral. And then like, nobody will give a shit the next day after that happens. Like when archaeologists today like study human remains from thousands of years ago and they or they find like a tool at like a dig site or something like that, that ancient humans used to use. And they can like deduce, oh, these humans probably behaved this way when when they were living, you know what I mean? And then like people a thousand years from now are going to like see this in the archives and be like, people were really losing their shit, you know, in, in 2020. They, you think they we're going to get smarter as a society and look back on how dumb we were? Or do you think we're just going to continue to get dumber? Like technology is going to keep making us like goofier and like just people doing dumber and dumber shit. I think it's going to go like that. I think it's just going to be like, yeah, well it does so much for us. It's it's at what, like what is the standard of intelligence? You know, because that's, that's changing. Like what is, what, what do you measure it against? Whether people are smart or dumb, you know what I mean? Cause that's, that evolves as people evolve. You know what I mean? Because as technology advances and we become more dependent and relying on it and it starts doing all this shit for us that we don't need to do anymore. It's like, all right, well, I don't need to be smart. There's like, it's, it's inevitably going to change. It's like, who was the smartest person 5,000 years ago? It's like the, the one who like knew how to build a fire and fucking <laughs> like, it's be whoever knows how to code. That's going to be the smartest that's it, one. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. That, so it's, it's an evolving standard. So I don't know, like, are we getting dumber? If depending on the standard you use, if you use an old standard, yeah, we are getting fucking dumber. But if you start using a new standard, it's like, no, we're getting smarter. I don't. What's right or wrong? I don't know. We don't know anything. That's pretty much the, yeah, we don't, <laughs> the conclusion. We know absolutely nothing. I don't know. All right. <laughs> All right, should we just end on that? We don't know anything. Right. Just, just 
everyone just focus on being a better person today than you were yesterday. That That's the bottom line. If you, yes. if you can do that, you're doing the right thing. Just get better every day, set good habits, do the right thing. You know what you need to do. Just fucking do it. Yeah, that's true. Dan McGregor said something like that. Yeah, he you said it. Do, just do yeah. it. Yeah. All right. That's a good way to end it. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Rest in peace, Kobe. Rest in peace, yeah. Gigi. Rest in Love peace, you, everyone Kobe. else that passed away on the helicopter. Next week will be much better mood, hopefully. And we'll see everyone next week. Yes. Peace.